This is Pastoring Out Loud, a podcast for Bethlehem Baptist Church's South Campus in Lakeville, Minnesota. Are you interested in learning more about our church? Go to Bethlehem.church forward slash south. Thanks for that echo there, Nick. Nick, mm-hmm. on average, how much sleep do you get each evening? Oh my gosh. Um, <laughs> I don't know. An average? Seven yeah. hours? Seven hours. What about Six you, and Dave? a half, seven. How much of that is interrupted? Yeah. How much of that is interrupted, Nick? <laughs> None. Dave, how much sleep do you get on average? Not that much. Like, give me an average. I pro- I probably right now get five to six hours. Five to six hours. Just total. Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, how about you, Daniel? Um, on average, or last night? That's the question. Oh, okay. On average, sure. It's your question. Four, five. Average six. four. Somewhere in that range. Oh boy. Naps are good things. Last night I got less than that, which is why I asked the question. So we're here talking about Elder Summits, the uh, <laughs> the portion of the podcast that we started last time, doing five minutes on the sermon. We're recording this actually before the sermon on Genesis 2, 4 through 17, and it'll come out afterwards. That doesn't seem quite right. The time in the podcast not? world is strange. Okay. I don't really have it entirely written, but do you guys want to ask me any questions about it since it's coming out afterwards? No, we should just skip it this time. We'll skip it this time. and Maybe we'll release two next week. Great. Why are we talking about Elder Summits, Dave? Uh, did someone ask about it? I don't know. You're the one who picks the topics. <laughs> yeah, we should be asking you. Why are we talking about Elder Summits, Because Daniel? we just had one, guys. Oh, I see. Yeah, That's all right. Doing. That makes sense, right? Um, have we ever had an Elder Summit before? Why do we call it a summit and not a retreat? We call it a summit because it's, a retreat it's is not a, a retreat. It's a lie. There's no retreat <laughs> aspects to what we do. An all-day all day meeting things. in a windowless room with fluorescent lights that give me a headache is not a retreat. Mm. We had this last one there was a at lot the of South windows. Campus, and there's a lot of windows. A lot of windows, a lot of light. Um, elder summits that have happened since my time uh, being here, uh, 12-ish years. We did a summit on divorce and remarriage a few years ago. Uh, we did a summit uh, in 2020. Right before the pandemic in January. In 2020? In tw- January 2020. And what was that about? That was when we did our affirmations and denials on ethnic harmony and complementarity. I thought that was this year. Wasn't our affirmations and denials this year? No. We're in 2022, Daniel. So I mean, 2021. 2021. Last it was, year. That was 2021. Oh, was it? Yeah, yeah, it was. Oh, okay. Yeah, it was February 2021. All right. Did yeah, affirmations and denials. Like oh, yeah, that was during the pandemic. Harmony. That wasn't before it. Yep. There might have been another one in there. And we just had one where Jonathan Lehman came and spoke um, to the three assembled elder councils, yay, the Presbytery, here at South Campus. Um, and what did he talk about? Um, so he he came and talked to us about the broad topic of uh, biblical authority and how that relates to the local church. Um, and so, yeah, he just kind of went through. He did two main sessions with us, and there was question and answer times. Um, but he just talked about, is authority a good thing? What does the Bible say about authority? God has authority. How does that relate to our authority? Um, 
And then how does that relate to the local church? And is there anything the Bible says about the structure of a local church and how that relates to authority? Yeah, he's a big uh, structure guy. We've had Jonathan on the podcast a while ago, and then we one of the recent episodes was actually his Sunday school here at South Campus that he, he did, talking about authority right. somewhat, Yep, um, which was on the heels of the day after the summit. Um, Dave, any big takeaways, any big things that are just at a 10,000-foot level that you're just like, this was significant to hear and to think about as an elder? Yeah, three things. Uh, first one would be his comments that authority is good. Authority is good. And yet because of the fall, authority has to be rightly examined. So that was a helpful paradigm for me. Authority overall is a good thing. God has authority and God delegates that authority in all sorts of ways. And it, that's a good thing. And yet we should be careful and watchful uh, on our own souls as those who have some authority and just on the world in general, uh, because the fall happened, that's real. The second thing he talked about is he, in light of that authority, in light of calling us to be those that walk in good examples of authority, he talked about authority of command and authority of counsel, authority of command being parents of young children, uh, the government in their ability to enforce things, and the church with the keys of the kingdom that can bring members into the church and can uh, discipline members of the church, and uh, and so that w- that was helpful. And authority of counsel being real, genuine authority that the Bible commends and commands, and yet there's no enforceable uh, nature of it, um, like like the rod for the parents, or like the keys for the church, or like you know laws for the government and that would that's where husband and elders fall in and uh that that was those are just helpful categories for me to think in it wasn't anything brand new but the categories themselves crystallized some things in my mind um made me energized and excited to be an elder and a dad and and a husband and lean into those areas that i have that authority and he said these four words that i thought were just really helpful in summarizing the kind of leaders we want to be Talked about being patient, being present, being honoring, and being sin absorbers. That's five words. Yeah, sin, sin, absorbers. sin absorbers. That last one. It's hyphenated. Sin absorbers. Still two words. Three, and then a hyphenated one, and it's a four and a half words that he talked about. Um, but those were really helpful, just kind of realigning and reigniting my heart to want to be uh, just faithful in those areas. And then he just, I think he was just confirming for me as he talked about the structures. So if you think about, you know, those present, patient, honoring, sin absorbing, those are all words that have to do with real people, with other real people in community, living life together. And as you look at the New Testament and just the vision of the local church, it really is shepherd the flock of God among you. You really is do the one another's of scripture together. It really is hold each other accountable as members and as elders in a body where you're actually seen. It really is being an example to the flock, which requires you're nearby. So it just was confirming to me for the direction that we're heading towards autonomy in our churches. That None of that was new, but just another confirming voice to say, yeah, this is, I think we are moving towards faithfulness and this is a, this is a good thing um, 
for the next season of ministry here. Yeah. What else would you add, Nick? Yeah. And I mean, I agree with everything that Dave said, that um, paradigm of counsel of command and or, uh, authority of command and authority of counsel was so helpful. It's how I want to talk about authority going forward. It was great. Um, another thing that he, he mentioned, uh, and he mentioned it at the summit and in a little bit in his sermon, is that we the local church really is a people living life together, doing life um, you know, gathering together and sitting under the word, praying, uh, administering, you know, the ordinances of baptism and the Lord's Supper. And he said the real action of a church is the people. Mm-hmm. So the action, like the, the important things that are happening in a church isn't just, it's not so much just the elder meetings and it's not so much the organizational things or the ministries. The action is the people living life, worshiping, praying together, exhorting one another, um, watching over one another's faith, caring for one another's souls. That's the action of a local church, and that's what needs to be prioritized. So everything that we're doing as elders who have this, you know, authority of uh, counsel, you know, just counseling people, come on, do this, come along with us, see God, um, is for the, the health and life of the church, the, the one another's, the, the ways that they're doing life together. And so it's just really good not to lose sight of that. Um, and it just, it's freshly energizing to think about, yeah, like the, the things that we are about is our people loving God, loving neighbor, and making disciples. That's the action of the local church. Yeah. One of the reasons that I was really excited for Jonathan to come is he has a sense of authority that transcends just authority through leadership. Mm-hmm. but includes authority and at least in a religious context, like congregation that the members he talked about priests so that, uh, we're going to even dig into this in the sermon a little bit this upcoming week as we see what it meant for Adam to be a priest, but that the people of God were intended to be priests that protected and guarded the place of God's presence, which in the new covenant, mm-hmm. if you listen to the last episode, is the people of God, the church. And so the members of local churches carry with them an authority, and that's an authority um, to carry the keys of the kingdom, an authority of command to let people in, let people out, uh, or by discipline, uh, excommunicate people from the local church. And that's an actually more sure and, in a, in a sense, binding authority than anything that an elder can do. An elder by authority of counsel, or even just the way that Christians are. They have, you know, when we lean on the word of God, we certainly have an authority of counsel in some sense. Um, that's something that every Christian carries. Uh, you don't have to be an elder in a local church to say that I'm invested with authority, though there is a sense in which elders have a greater authority of counsel in that regard. Um, yet we ought to use it for good and not for evil ever, which is terrifying, you know, as it should be. Like as right. it, you know, for shepherds in the Old Testament, who began to shepherd in ways for their own benefit, God, like, was first to condemn and most extremely condemn them in comparison to anything else that was happening in Israel. Mm-hmm. So too it ought be with us in the church today. Anything else you guys would say about the summit or Jonathan coming here? Only to what Nick said about the action being in the congregation. Uh, was helpful to me too. And just, it's a helpful orientation of our, how we do our ministries, um, that we're not seeking to establish 
these big ministries and point to our ministries as kind of the sign of success, but we want to equip the saints for the work of ministry to love God, love each other well, display the gospel among us well, and then link arms to share the gospel in their neighborhoods into the nations. Like that's what that's what I want to point to. You know, even even Paul's uh, letter to these churches where he says, like, you're my you're my joy, you're my letter of commendation. Um, I don't want to point to some ministry I built. I just want to say, man, we've tried to build a people that that love God and love neighbor and love each other deeply and display the gospel in all those ways. So that it's just a helpful, again, it's just a little reorientation of the heart that really matters for how you how you do ministry and how you do church. Yeah. Yep. And we would just call our people to come alongside of us, you know, as elders and help us and hold us accountable to these things. Um, and let's just, you know, be a people that is all about that. Yeah. Amen. Another way that I've heard it said may actually be a Jonathan Lehmanism. I don't know though, but we're not, churches are not supposed to be dispensers of religious goods and services in a society that's just used to consuming goods and services. It's not like we up on the platform because Nick has some worship skills and Dave has some preaching skills. We're just dispensing these things for people to consume. We are God's people in his new covenant being governed under the hand of his word Mm -hmm. in a way that we live as a family together, Mm -hmm. seeking to show his glories to the nations, including this nation around us. Um, that's a that's a fundamentally different way of thinking about it than just there are goods and there are services that Bethlehem provides and there's a program that you can come alongside and grab. Um, big churches tend to, if you think of South as its own church, we're not as big, but still bigger than most. Um, you can tend to have very programized, formal way of thinking, oh, you're this particular demographic. Here you go. Here's the good and service for you oh, you're in this particular, this is what you want or what you need. Here's the good or the service for you. Instead of like what I think the scriptures say is we need one another. Mm-hmm. We need the hands and feet of Christ. We need each part of the body when it's working together, the body builds itself up in love. That's the vision of the local church yeah. that uh, I, I walked away very strongly thinking from the summit about. Yeah, that's so. right. Anything else you'd say, guys? Nope. Grace to you, brothers. Thanks for joining me today. And Ethan, you're a boss. Thanks for doing all this for us. Thanks for producing, Ethan. Stay here forever. 